welcome back to Hunter's Journal. Today I want to talk about a topic that is very personal to me, and it's the idea of living peaceably with others, both internally and externally. So conflict is a part of everyone's life. You can't really avoid it. It's part of human nature. People come together, and as a result of that sociality, conflict arises because people have different cultures, people have different upbringings, people have different lives. So as a result, we tend to sometimes clash with each other, and harmony can be very difficult. So my tendency personally is to go towards a non-conflict, which tends, I feel like everyone wants not to be in conflict because conflict is very uncomfortable. Conflict is pretty uncomfortable because we, I feel, desire to have full harmony in a sense either. people, Some people might favor more harmony with their ideas or their values over harmony with other people. And so there's different types of harmony that people might go after. And some people might not favor the cognitive dissonance that you might experience over the dissonance that you might have with other people. So um, I want to talk a little bit about how I have experienced this idea and how I tend to handle conflict and talk a little bit also about um, a sermon that I heard a couple weeks ago on this very topic, and I'm going to be pulling from Romans 12. And yeah, so my personal tendency when it comes to conflict is to make sure that both parties come out on the winning side. So kind of a win-win situation. Now, this is very difficult to accomplish every time. And I have found myself contemplating extremely hard to advocate for both sides. And this is a very difficult position to take because if, especially if you're with someone that you know, have known for a long time, the natural um, thought of the other person would be for them, for you to take their side. And Personally, I do not like to go down that route because it includes a lot of biasy and lots of emotional untruth going on there. So personally, I tend to go towards the route of mediating and making sure that everyone's perspective is heard, everyone's part of the story is understood, and then we can go from there. And I feel like that it's been a great framework for me, I guess, at least. And I had a mission trip that I led, or I led a group in a mission tent pretty close to home. So it wasn't like mass, but it was pretty cool. It was like a VBS thing. And I led a group and there was never really conflict in my group, but there might've been like some people that, I don't know, even like the kids in there, there might've been a conflict going on. And every time something happened, I would have brought the two together, 
talked it out from a, a, a most objective as possible standpoint and see like kind of like a judge scenario what is actually going on and what we should do going forward so it's kind of like kind of bled into my leadership style i guess i kind of i desire that harmony so much that i don't take sides even if the person is i'm extreme, i'm like emotionally attached to a person i won't take their side i if i think they're wrong i will tell them that i think they're wrong and if i think they're right i will tell them that i think they're right but this idea of how different people handle conflict and what they value and what they want to get out of the conflict kind of their motivation dictates it seems what they choose to do whether they choose to be go down the very emotional route which can include a lot of irrationalities but also can show passion but you could also go down the more rational standpoint where you set and control your emotions put them aside and then go down a route of objectiveness that seeks truth which i feel like ultimately in my life i want to seek truth i'm not gonna just accept something as forefront, not without a doubt, truth. Because I've seen that understandings, there might be more nuances that go into things that you already know. Even like within math. I mean, you might know that 1 plus 1 equals 2, but you might not see things behind that kind of more artistic ideas behind those truths that make them true that was a very abstract example but there's just lots of artistic nuance i feel in truth even in like the hard sciences and stuff so i want to read a verse or verses from romans 12 9 through 21 and talk about it a little bit so 9 through 21. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless those, bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not let, do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink, for by doing so you heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I thought this verse, these verses were fascinating and they were introduced to me, not for the first time obviously, but reintroduced to me again at church a couple weeks ago. And 
it really made me think of the external versus the internal battle that goes on with conflict. So, and this also gives great importance to the idea of forgiveness. But whenever you face a conflict or you face an opposition, face some tension in life, a lot of that has to do with what's going on inside of you and your heart and things like that. So I think it's very true to say that even though conflict may be external, the it also is internal. Because whenever you are in a troubling situation, you may externally forgive them, but on the inside, you are still in a fierce, fierce battle. This is fascinating because on the outside, you are exhibiting harmony, but on the inside, you're holding resentment and you're holding pain anger, and just overall hatred, almost, for the person that has wronged you in whatever way. So for example, if someone, if you're sleeping, taking a nice little nap, someone wakes you up. And if your nature is to be kind of a harmonious guy, just kind of going with the flow, you might say, oh yeah, no problem, man. No big deal, don't even worry about it. And you say that, and the other person is like, oh, okay, yeah, my bad. I didn't mean it. I just, and they just don't think much of it. But on the inside, you might feel extreme anger. And you might be fighting them still on the inside, but on the outside, you just can't like, express it because you don't want to have that uncomfortable feeling of conflict. Some people handle this better than others. Personally, I'm more of the keep it to yourself type of guy because I don't want others to feel as if, I don't know, I'm causing negative vibes, negative feelings. And I found it very interesting that whenever I handle this situation, I tend to think that I'm doing a service to them in a sense, which is very interesting because one of my friends texted me one day randomly asking if I would rather be, rather be forgotten. Oh, let me remember this. If I would rather be remembered, but everyone hate me, or would I rather be forgotten? Something like that. Probably not exactly. But this really made me think. And I chose forgotten because I had the idea that I didn't want to, I wanted to be in the world to cause positivity, cause um, meaning in people's lives, but I didn't want to cause any type of negativity towards another person. And I think that really showed my nature in a sense. And there's some things that are troublesome about that and because sometimes you have to get through hard things and talk go through hard conversations in order to move on and move forward in life and reach further to the truth there's a book i've been reading or i had read just recently spiritual grit 
And this talked a lot about the idea of grit. And it talked a lot about how Jesus exhibited this type of love that is not the typical type of love that you think about. And the idea is that Jesus would be hard on people sometimes because in order to teach them things that they need to teach to go through life. And that's probably ultimately why God still allows sin to occur and we're still here because we are here to be refined and go towards holiness. And that includes going through hardships. It's not going to be easy. Jesus didn't just say, oh yeah, I'm just going to be super easy. I'm just going to, you're just going to fly through life and you'll be okay. Such as with the woman who had the demon-possessed child. Jesus had some pushback on her. And whenever that lady exhibited such fervent faith, Jesus said, you have such faith, and then healed her child immensely. Immediately, sorry. And I find that this type of love is kind of a fatherly parental love that teaches the kids and people growing up not to just go through life that with a mindset of hovering over them and letting them really experience and go through the hard things in life. Because if you don't do that, it attracts a lot of meaning and value because it's harder to teach a kid that something is important whenever they can't personally, tangibly experience it. So... With the idea of conflict, sometimes there might be that need to embrace that tension because tension in life is probably one of the most um, truthful things about life. There's definitely a tension. I've been reading another book called 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. He talks a lot about this, the idea of chaos and the idea of order and how they both coalesce and the middle which is where we stand, is consciousness. We have one foot in order, one foot in chaos, and that's how we find meaning in life. Because if we go too far into chaos, ultimate, like, super conflict, everything's going crazy, nothing is, everything's formless and unable to be predicted, you might fall into despair. However, if you're in too much order, you might find that you are stagnant and controlled but if you hover in between step on both sides and you see this exhibited throughout all nature with males and females left and right brain sexual sexuality um because chaos is normally attributed according to jordan peterson to the female while the order is normally exhibited by the male for the reasoning that God created the world out of nothing, quote unquote, I guess chaos, as in like chaos, as in like potential, like formless potentiality. And out of the woman, man is created as well. Man is born. And man is usually attributed with order because of the history of men uh, running society and things of that nature. And 
with the balance of those two things, it seems like, with conflict at least, we are able to push through life. Conflict is a little bit of chaos, but a little bit of order, because if you don't go too far, you can find truth within a conflict. If you run away from the conflict, that's order. If you run too far into the conflict, get into the weeds, that's chaos. But if you carefully navigate those dangerous waters in a sense, I feel like there's truth to be found there. Um, so ultimately, I feel like whenever we're talking about conflict, it's you might feel like if you engage in conflict with someone, you might be being selfish because you're expressing your emotions and it might be uncomfortable for the other person. But in reality, if you look at it from a different perspective, in a sense, you might be doing them a service. Because if you're like a parent, for example, push into that conflict, ask them why they're doing what they're doing, what's the reasoning, the emotional backing, and the rationality behind everything they're doing. And if they've wronged you, if you're pushing into that, it might help them more than being quiet and remaining in an orderly, stagnant state. Pushing into a little bit into the chaos which is uncomfortable for us because naturally we want to stay in the orderly. We love familiar things. That's why we tend to gravitate towards people we're familiar with or we're next to. And um, if we don't push into that, con not doing conflict or not engaging, that might seem unselfish. That's virtuous to remain harmonious, which you tend to see a lot in... Eastern cultures and more of a commutative community cultures rather than the Western more individual cultures is where, but I see that, at least in my thinking at this moment, I feel like it is almost selfish in some circumstances, there's obviously nuance here, to hold back on certain issues that need to be addressed. Even if it's a small issue, it can breed into something that's massive. And if you hold that resentment in for so long, you're going to have to let it out at some point. But when you do, it will be like a tsunami, I think, of like pain and sorrow. And the other person receiving it will be even more devastated because they wouldn't have ever known that they were hurting you and they would have probably loved to have addressed it earlier. So I think ultimately conflict is an idea that it's gotta be taken with care, cautiousness and carefully because it can harm people engaging in the wrong types of conflict. But whenever you engage in conflict that is beneficial for another's character, another's life moving forward, and it has the motives, and you have the heart to find a truth and to be truly altruistic with your expression of your emotions. And I think that's where conflict should be. So 
that's pretty much all I have for this topic. It was very interesting. I didn't think I would go that deep into it, but yeah, I think next time I might talk about a little bit about passion and how, I don't know, <laughs> just how that, how I've dealt with passion and what I'm kind of going towards, kind of like a goal for life. But yeah, this podcast thing has been kind of interesting for me. Um, just kind of, it's kind of like a, literally like kind of a verbal journal. And I guess if you come all the way to the end here, props to you. I'm just kind of seeing how my mind works a little bit. Lots of nuances, I guess. I, I like to see like different types of perspectives and I might be totally wrong because this is my certain thought, thought points or my situation where I'm thinking and I might hop out of it and say, what the heck were you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, um, I feel like a lot of things in my life right now are going, I'm kind of in that chaos a little bit, especially last semester is a lot of chaos, but I think I'm a little, getting a little bit more ordered and I'm starting to straddle the two in a way. A little more chaos recently because I got a new job and yeah, things, things, some like insecurities pop up because of that and stuff like that. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. But anyway, thanks for listening and have a good day. Thank you.